You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Joining us once again today is Tony Vandemore, repeat guest on the DU Podcast. Tony, how you doing? I'm good, Chris. How you been? Doing well, doing well. It's fall, so I think everyone's fired up. Everyone's, you know, kind of getting their mindset ready. I know you guys have already got your mindset a little bit prepared, at least more than me, based on the teal season you guys just had. And I wanted to get you on here and just talk about that and, you know, just kind of get an update of how you guys did. So how was that early teal season in Missouri? You know, it was uh, it was pretty different this year. Our, our, you know, our teal season's 16 days, so it spans three weekends. And in the last four or five years, the second week has been a lot better than the first week. Yeah. And we've actually had more teal here the week after season than we have during the season. And uh, this year was pretty much an exact opposite. We started seeing them coming through decent numbers, you know, end of August, early September, you know, around Labor Day. And then uh, the first week of teal season was low 90s uh, temperature-wise, and but it was fairly consistent. I mean, we had pretty good hunting, had quite a few around. <laughs> and then the second week, we finally got the first good cold front of the of the fall, and we're kind of licking our chops, and it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, just just didn't pick them up off that cold front. I mean, there was a there was a uh, full moon in that too, wasn't there? There was, there was, and we had uh, you know we had I don't know five or six days that were pretty disappointing. We. We caught a pretty good batch uh, the last Saturday night uh, before before season end on Sunday. So mm-hmm. our last day was good, uh, but that second week was pretty tough. It was not what I was expecting, especially from the first big cold front, full moon. 
Yeah, I mean that that's got to be a little disappointing, but but I'll be honest with you, that's not that's not surprising from what I've heard from other kind of mid-latitude states. Um, and you know, we had Kevin Cry with Texas Parks and Wildlife on a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and he talked about you know the low production in the prairies. His assumption was that a lot of those non-nesting adult birds jumped to the coast in that first batch. So it makes sense that you guys had a pretty good start and then it kind of tapered off through the season. So, and I'm assuming, you know, you're probably checking the birds to see if they're adult, you know, female, female, adult juveniles. Were you seeing a lot of juveniles? No, we weren't. We weren't. I mean, that makes a lot of sense with what you said because, you know, like I said, most years we'll, we'll see them rolling through in August and, uh, you know, adult, adults that have already adult males that have already bred and they take off early or non-breeders whatever mm-hmm. but those, those are never the ones that, that we stop anyway they'll stop for a day or two and get a drink and they'll be in you know mexico or texas coast or wherever before we ever open up yeah and then it seems like the ones that we get to really stick around start coming about the second week of september and, and those just didn't really materialize this year and i assume that would be the uh, the ones that that are hatched you know that year yeah, those first-year birds and, and females who raised a brood and, and stuck around to, to do the motherly duties. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that it really, and it's surprising to hear you say, not surprising, but it's just it just makes sense based on the conversation that I've had with some different waterfowl managers and, and biologists who, who were kind of hinting towards that, but, you know, never really committing to it. Uh, but, but that does, that makes perfect sense. Well, you know, coming out of teal season, um, I know for you, the job is just beginning. Um, but, you know, even up to before you started, you know, before the teal season opened, I know all summer long, uh, I was kind of following along on some of your social stuff and seeing you out in the fields and pumping water and doing. So how was the summer, like kind of honestly, like the growing season up there for you? It was, uh, it was good and bad. I mean, by like every year, you don't know what mother nature is going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, got everything in at a decent time. And then we had, uh, Somewhere in the ballpark of 19 inches of rain in 10 days, 12 inches came one night. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, I mean, we didn't have any levees get overtopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't like a big, massive, huge, total zero flood event. But, man, there was a lot of surface water you couldn't get rid of. Had to do a lot of replant. Now, what's that do down there to, like, in your bottoms area? Does that just kind of flush everything? I mean, that, that could potentially be a good thing. Um, but is that something that just, you know, hammers that area or is it, or is it positive? It is. It, it always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take the good with the bad. Um, it's not good for crops. It's great for moist soil. Yeah. But I, you know, after that, that was kind of, uh, when was that, you know, late, late June, early July, it was really, really wet. But, uh, even mid July, but then it dried up, it dried up and actually, uh, got a lot of stuff planted like the end of July, the last yeah. two weeks of July, which in a normal year that it's going to burn up when, I, when I've when i tried it that late. Um, but this year we actually caught some rains and things look really, really good. That's awesome. What are you planting when you say you're, you're, you're planting at that time? Planted millet, okay. buckwheat, short season corn, uh, you name it. We planted it all. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, like a, you know, a special blend of that stuff that you guys are using or is it just, you know, what, what you get your hands on up there or do you have a preference? No, it, it, it's not a blend. Um, you know, I plant millet, usually just jap millet. I'll plant that in the areas where, where I want, you know, jap millet, typically the deeper areas, because mm-hmm. uh, it does a little bit better with, with wet feet. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say it does better. It does awesome. 
it gets dry. As long as you don't overtop that plant, I'll start I'll start watering it when it's dry and it's basically irrigating it. Yeah. That stuff really takes off. But now the buckwheat, it doesn't do as good uh, with wet feet. So I try to plant that at higher elevations where I'm going to put water to it later. And if we get a rain, water's going to run off of it. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. I know, and as you guys are, as you're going through this process, you know, and that's one thing I told you before we got on here, you know, people really like to hear, you know, about that, the habitat management process and, and how you're going about kind of creating these little moist soil units or, or whatever. It, what's the percentage of your moist soil to plant it up there? In a normal year, I really don't plant much on the moist soil side. I, I, I much prefer the natural stuff. Yep. You know, the wild millet, people call it barnyard grass, whatever. Wild millet, smartweed. Um, our, our seed bed up here is really dynamic. It's just full of it. If you do a do a good drawdown, take water off the right time of the year, you're going to have awesome, awesome groceries. And the good thing about that, it's free. But, you know, that seed's been, I guess you could say, you know, survival of the fittest. I mean, genetically altered for thousands of years oh, yeah. where, you know, you plant Jap millet at the end of July, get a pretty decent stand. Then you catch an August flood that goes over the top of it. Depending on how long that water stays over it, a lot of times that Jap millet will die. Mm-hmm. But when the water comes off, you'll still have this, the natural smart weed and natural millet just because it's, you know, been, you know, it's been altered that, yeah. that long. I mean, that's what it does. It's designed but, to survive that flood. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part about the natural stuff for me uh, something I really concentrate on is, is you can manipulate it. Yep. So I can go in and brush hog it, and uh, and then you're gonna get you're gonna get your bugs and invertebrates, which really I, I think it gets overlooked a lot. But ducks really key in on those bugs and invertebrates, especially the first when it's warm and the first couple three weeks of the season. Yeah, and, and it pays off late in the season too, especially down here. You know, 
that's what a lot of these ducks are keying in on is that those invertebrates for the additional proteins. Uh, so as we as we start getting closer to the season, you know, what time of the year do you start putting water on other than for teal hunting? Because you probably didn't put water on all your property, I, I'm assuming. Well, you know, I'm putting putting water on everything that's not that's not ag. Oh, okay. So all of our moist soil units, I'm at least putting some water on mm-hmm. um, for teal. Because, A, you know, we like to hunt teal, but, B, you don't realize how many ducks migrate early. Oh, yeah. And uh, this year was a prime example. I mean, it was 90 degrees the first week, but there was bunches of 50 to 100 pintails kind of all over the place. And for us, when we're bringing that water up, you know, putting that sheet water on when it's warm like that, you're going to get a better invertebrate bloom, a lot more bugs for one, but... You're also starting to stop some of them earlier ducks, them yeah. early ducks. And the more of those you stop, the easier it is to, to stop the ones that come later. Awesome. Yeah, so as we creep up on the season, when you guys open up late October, is that right? We do. We open okay. up the 30th this year. Yeah. Oh, man, that, is that later? Well, it's actually it's actually earlier. Oh, like, it is. Okay. So, yeah, several years ago, we used to open up around the 23rd of October. Uh, it used to be the last Saturday in October, and then they changed it. And last year, we didn't open up till the 7th of November. Mm-hmm. And we had that big cold front and all that snow in the Dakotas around the 20th of October. I mean, we were absolutely covered up and still had two and a half weeks till we could hunt them. That's a predicament. So I'm, I'm glad that, that we're back to the end of October personally. Yeah, now you just need that snowstorm in the Dakotas again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's going to be a far, far cry from it right now. It's been hot and dry. Yeah. So... What are you uh, hearing from some of your guys up in, you know, Canada and people are hunting north of you? I know South Dakota opened. Um, I'm headed up to Missouri, uh, Minnesota here soon. Um, wh- what are you hearing from those guys up there, you, you know, bird numbers? and Man, our, our, our guys up in Saskatchewan, I mean, it's it's dry. It's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, actually better than what we were anticipating. The ducks are so-so. You find them, there's usually a pretty good number. Uh, a lot of Canada's, a lot of cranes, a lot of snows. Um, all that stuff looks good, but I think I think we all want to see a big winter up north with a lot of precipitation. Yeah, I think that you know that I think everybody's everybody across the board is is hoping for that. Um, are are you hearing anything? Anybody in the Dakotas running around? Are you hearing anybody running around up there? I know I don't think they've opened you quite yet, um, but. Yeah, they, they may have opened last weekend in North Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota did. South Dakota did. North Dakota, I don't think, is open yet, especially not for non-residents. But are you hearing anybody up there who's providing any information on the ground? Yeah, I mean, they're they're seeing some birds, but uh, kind of same deal. Kind of hard to know what's around just because they're, they're, their crops had been behind until this last, last five, six days. They've been taking a lot out. Uh, but, you know, when the crops are still in the fields and it's hot, they're not flying around a whole lot. Uh, it's tough to get a real good scout and really know what's there. Yeah, that that can make it difficult. Um, you know, what are you as far as going into the duck season there at, at Habitat Flats in Missouri? Um, what are you telling people who are calling you like, hey man, like what do you, how do you think the season's going to go? Like, what are you kind of saying? Oh, well, we need this or this or this. I mean, there there might not be the young birds that there are in some years, but at the end of the day, we're still well above the long term average, and mm-hmm. you know. They're going to be ducks. There's, there's going to be ducks. They're going to have to eat. They're going to have to fly. They're going to be based on the weather. I mean, it's another, just another season as far as I'm concerned. I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, and we're still going to hunt them. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's great. Um, hey, one thing before I get you out of here, the uh, you know, I noticed that that you celebrated the National Hunting Fishing Day last week, and you posted some pictures of you getting your daughter out to the blind. Um, how's that experience going for you? I know you have two girls. Uh, I have two girls as well. But how's that experience going for you as you introduce them to all aspects of waterfowl hunting? Man, it's it's awesome. Uh, my oldest one, she's she's seven now. She's been going since she was three, and uh, you know the biggest thing, just don't don't force it. I mean, when the hunt when they're ready to go, then pack it up and go. But as long as we've got snacks and the dog, and I mean, she's loving it. Like this year, probably the the biggest dad moment of my life is we're on the way back from a teal hunt one morning, and she says, Dad, can we make this an every Saturday morning ritual where we go hunting and then we go to lodge and eat? I'm like, oh, my God, absolutely. Yes, we can. That's fantastic. So what, yeah. d- does she have waders? She does. She's got a pair of Cabela's Youth waders that uh, she's actually had them since she was three, and they were about, you know, they were way big then, but kind of growing into them a little more every year, and she loves it. I mean, she goes out there and wades around the decoys, helps set decoys, helps pick them up. I mean, that's, that's the fun of having, having a kid along. And, and for them, you want to keep it fun. You want to let them do everything they want to do. If they want to throw decoys, go out there and throw them out. You want to go run around the water and you trip and fall and get wet, well, big deal. It's 90 degrees out. That's yeah. all part of it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That, that's the reason why I ask because I'm, I'm in the process of looking. I need waders for my 8-year-old and my 6-year-old. And I was just curious. I, I thought those were Cabela's. I'm assuming they were. Uh, but – I, I need to look into those and see uh, if I can get the right size for them because that's that's their next step. They didn't have waders last year, so we were limited on a couple hunts. Um, kind of just went and then left and went and left and didn't stay out too long. They were, you know, trying to play that timing game there. But uh, this year, I think we're going to go full waders and, and the full armada out there. Oh, man, you're going to love it. Don't forget the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, they'll remind me about the snacks for sure. <laughs> Well, cool, Tony. This has been great. You know, I just, I wanted to get you on here and get a quick little update, um, you know, how your property's looking, how your habitat's looking, um, and just kind of get a feel for for how you saw it through teal season and then looking forward because duck season is going to be right around the corner. It is. It is. It's that time of year. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining me on here and I'll be sure to get you back on here soon once the ducks start flying. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I always enjoy it. I'd like to thank my guest, Tony Vandemore, for jumping on the DU podcast and giving us a little update from his area and some areas north of him. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining the DU podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina ProPlan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.
Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. 